The song well describes the majesty of God, one in his creation and all of its beauty, all of its majesty beyond our comprehension, and then to remind us that he has a grace that is greater than all of that. It reaches to our soul. It's able to wash away our sins through the blood of Jesus. Able to give us that life that leads to eternal life with him one day. Sometimes we forget how great the works of the Lord really are. Creation is there to remind us of that. His word is there to remind us of the greatness of his works in dealing with human beings. The willingness to make eternal preparation, to execute that plan of redemption, to work with man regardless of him, but with that desire that man would understand who God is, what he has done, then the willingness to make his will a reality in our life. And then for us to live a life that would be reflective of the glory of God, the patience of his love, and understand the depths of his grace reaching me. Verse 2, we read, the works of the Lord are great, studied by all who have pleasure in them. One of the opportunities, if you will, that God has given to us, that we have taken for granted so often that we fail to even realize how great they are. This created world just to take time and to reflect upon that. The majesty of it, the comprehensiveness of it, the vastness of it, to understand again created by the Word of God, upheld by the Word of God, will last until the Word of God says, this is it. Time shall be no more. And then for us to have this brevity of time that we've been given to reflect upon that. We've been benefited in the fact that he's preserved for us his word that does give us an account of his interacting with man since the creation. A reminder to us that again we can reflect upon that. Because the shortness of our life is so great. A vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Hard for us to even begin to comprehend the love and the mercy of God. The long-suffering of God. And oftentimes so much greater for us to even begin to comprehend the justice of God and the righteousness of God.
how he can be just, and how he can justify us to be called his children through that blood that Jesus shed upon the cross. We're given a world that declares the handiwork of God. The heavens declare the glory of God and the earth shows forth his handiwork out of Psalm 19 verses 1 and 2. Romans 1 and verse 20 reminds us of the fact that creation tells you that there is a God and therefore man has no excuse. It's man who makes the choice to deny God. It's man who makes the choice to deny the provisions that God has made. They've always been there. We just have refused to accept them so many times. But we have that constant reminder to us from creation. The psalmist said, have you studied them? Have you really considered them? We've got marvelous programs out there that talk about nature, that talk about creation, to talk to, you about, talk to you about the different species of animals, of plant life. Show you how they move about. What makes them distinct and unique. How, you, how finite they are and how precise they are in what they do. How do you describe the migration of the various animals? except for God. It's interesting to hear those who deny God try to explain all of that in a way that would make any logical sense. Explain the variety of every species and how unique they are. We see the intelligence of a creator and making these provisions for us to be a part of, to be the beneficiaries of, and to reflect upon them within our life. Consider the greatness of his word. The word of the Lord endures forever. It's steadfast, it's sure. Again, we I was gonna say we live in a time frame that's somewhat different, but in reality it is not. We live in a world as every generation has, if you will, in an effort to try to destroy the word of God. Down through the years there have been those who've tried to collect the Bibles and burn them. Those who have listened to Satan and the changing of God's word, starting in Genesis 3 and Genesis 4, forgetting about God as you move into Genesis 6, and all the way down through history. 
But there the word of the God, the word of the Lord endures forever. It's everlasting. It will stand. Those that make the changes in his word today, and they are abounding each day as we as each day unfolds. But his word is still there. Those who make the changes are able to be seen and to be shown for what they were what they truly are. How precious indeed is God's word for us. Do we recognize that? Do we understand that it is the mirror to our soul? To understand that it is able to judge the thoughts and intents of the heart out of Hebrews 4 and verse 13. Verse 12 says, The word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. It's able to judge your thoughts and your intents. It's the reason why I believe many in the world do not take the time to read God's word. Because it is very convicting. If you love me, Jesus says, you will keep my commandments. John would, would remind us in 1 John 5 and verse 3, Herein is the love of God that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. They're not burdensome. We listen to Satan who strives to tell us that the word of God is grievous. We listen to Satan who tells us that the word of God is hard to keep. We listen to Satan who tells us that the word of God is restrictive, limiting our joys and our pleasures. And to fail to see how much God loved us, of how much God desires us to be with him, that he's left us his word to guide us through this life. It is a light into my way. It does show me the way I need to go. And because of his nature, the purity and goodness. Whatever it is that God has asked me not to do, it is not because he is mean and vindictive that he is harsh, that he loves. He knows the consequence of our failing to obey him. He's patient in trying to give us the time in which to learn, to grow, and to decide that indeed he is one who can be trusted absolutely with all of my soul, with all of my heart, with all of my strength, and with all of my mind. That he will do nothing that would jeopardize an eternity with him. So I need to be careful to the voices that I hear. 
need to be careful about those who want to make those changes in God's word. To be sure that what we read and what we do study is his word. There are those who have paraphrased the Bible, trying to make it a little bit more understandable, if you will. Some of those paraphrases have become very popular in the religious world today. But they're not God's word. They've added to, they've taken away from what the word of God says. And if not careful, they will lead us away from God rather than leading us to the purity of who he is and what he would have us to do. Have you studied his word? As with anything in life, it takes effort, it takes time, it takes determination to want to know something better than we currently do. And we will give it that time if we really believe it's worthwhile. But when it comes to religion, one of the common phrases that we hear is, it's too hard to understand. Too hard to understand the Bible. I've read it, but it just does not make sense to me. And so I've laid it aside. And they miss. What God has to offer The word of God is described as milk. It's described as meat. It is simple enough for a child to understand it and it's complicated enough to challenge the rest of us for the rest of our lives. It gives to us as we go along, we gain the understanding and we can gain more. But it is through the word of God that we gain that strength and the help along the way. Paul, in writing to the Romans in the 15th chapter in verse 4, mentioned it in the auditorium class this morning. Well, things that were written aforetime were written for our instruction and for our learning, that we, through the patience and instruction of the Scriptures, might have hope. The things that were written aforetime, the Scriptures, Old Testament for us, old and new again for us today as well, But those scriptures were written for our learning. So as you read the accounts given for us in in the Old Testament, you're not just reading about Moses. You're not just reading about Joshua and Caleb. You're not just reading about Daniel and the others that are listed in there and given. You're not just reading about what happened to them. You're reading about how God works in the lives of human beings. You're reading about how that can apply to us in our life. Do we follow the same example as they, or are we going to learn from what they have done and find out the joy that we have in following Him, the peace that is given to us, the conviction? As you read through the Scriptures, you find out that every child of God was not spared trials and tribulation or death in the physical life in which they lived. 
Read the latter part of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 35 to the end of the chapter. We'll talk about those who were children of God, faithful to God, who lost their lives in horrible ways, but who had faith in God that those faithful to Him will see Him again one day in eternity. can learn from that. We, we have the physical life that we can learn from as well. And let's go back and we can think of, of whatever age we are, or where we've been, whatever an age a child is right now. You can always go back and think about things that may have bothered you at one time, but no longer do. You've learned. You've gotten through some of those difficulties. Some of those seem to be ongoing. But we also know that there's a better life for those that are faithful to God. And to have given in and to have left God for that which is only temporary and that will vanish away one day is a sad commentary upon our life. It's only through his word that we learn about salvation. Through creation, you can learn of the majesty of God. You can learn of the power of his creative being or his capabilities. Again, just to be able to create a galaxy and a universe by the word. But in all that you see there, in all the beauty of creation, animal life, plant life, human life, you do not know anything about salvation. That you have to go to his word to learn about salvation. And to learn that it was made possible for human beings to find forgiveness of their sins. It's one of the great plagues of humanity, if you will, for those that are in the world. There are those out there who are just troubled, some to such a degree that they will even take their life because they cannot find forgiveness of what they've done and the deeds that they've done throughout their life. And we need to know that forgiveness can be granted, but it is only through the gospel of Jesus Christ can only be granted through the blood that he shed upon that cross to give us that hope of eternal life again one day. That we have this grace that is greater than our sin. That we have this hope that we can have that opportunity to have it blotted out and to be remembered no more by God. And that through our faith that leads to serving him, there's a hope that we expect in eternity. John reminds us in Revelation 2 and verse 10, to be thou faithful unto death, and you shall receive the crown of life. But as we strive to be faithful here, it is through the word that we are reminded he's with us each step of the way. He strengthens us 
each step that we take. He encourages us as we walk with him day by day. And one day, indeed, he will bring the reward of a home prepared in heaven for those that are faithful to him. Have you been to Jesus? The invitation song says in number 888. Have you been to him for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? The only thing that can cleanse you is that blood of Christ. And it can only be applied by obedience to his will, repenting of sins, confessing his name, obeying him in baptism for the remission or the forgiveness of those sins to be raised to walk that new life. Have you been to Jesus? Or have you been to him? Then have you let the world begin to creep back in? The invitation is extended for one to be able to become the child of God or to renew that life in Christ Jesus again. That as you look at your life, as you reflect upon your condition with God, if you need to make a change, if we could assist you, if we could help you, indeed we bid you to come as together we stand and sing. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you full?